Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're talking about the mandatory timeout in basketball. What is it? How is it defined in the rules of basketball? Because this is a newer, newish rule. Right. Um, not an original rule in, like, the old text of basketball. Mm-hmm. So bear with us. There's probably going to be a couple layers to this. Sure. So in the rule book, Rule 5, Section 6, Subsection C states each team is entitled to seven charged timeouts during regulation play. Each team is entitled to no more than four timeouts in the fourth period. And each team will be limited to two timeouts after the later of the three-minute mark of the fourth period or the conclusion of the second mandatory timeout of the fourth period. And then in overtime, each team gets two timeouts. And there must be two mandatory timeouts in each period. That's the rule. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's tough to kind of get your mind around at first because you're like, okay, in the sense of TV, if you say it through that lens, you can kind of get it because there's commercials during a game. Right. But if you're in the stadium when this happens, it's bizarre. Right. Refs just blow their whistle. People just walk off the court and you're right. like, wait, what, what, what's going on here? What's going on? Right. Um. So... Just to kind of start us off, what would be kind of a common everyday definition for it then? Yeah, so to break it down, it says each team must call two timeouts in each period or each quarter, right? So in 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 an NBA basketball game, there's four quarters. A team must call two timeouts in each period. Mandatory timeouts are called at the 245 mark for local games and 315 for nationally televised games. Okay, so it basically says if a team is on a roll and all the players are scoring and they're just playing great, they still have to call a timeout. Um, or if a team is playing poorly, obviously they usually call a timeout to regroup or whatever. But that's what the description says is that you have to call it at least two timeouts per period. Okay. Well, what would be like a good mark in history? Because I know we're going to talk about this a little later. So let's jump into the history first. Um, yeah. But what kind of notes are, did you find that were interesting yeah, about this? Yeah, so... There used to be a delineation between full timeouts and 20-second timeouts. The full timeouts used to last about 100 seconds, and the 20-second timeouts actually ran about a minute, about 60 seconds. (laughs) So back in the day, coaches used to hold up fingers saying, I'm taking a 20-second timeout or a full timeout. Now all the timeouts are the same length. So that's they did away with that, which I think was a really good thing. Starting with the 2017-2018 season, the maximum number of timeouts in regulation dropped from 18 to 14. So at least they cut back to say you can't just have all these timeouts going on all the time. (laughs) But the biggest change they made is instead of allowing each team to call three timeouts in the final two minutes, they can only now call two timeouts in the final three minutes. So they switched that. So that was, again, I think that was a good thing for the game. We've all seen the games where you get down to 30 seconds left and there's timeout after timeout after timeout <laughs> and it takes 20 minutes to play the last 30 seconds, right? Yeah, the, my mom used to say something like, oh yeah, there's the last quarter and then there's the last two minutes that's really like 25 it, minutes. It really is, yeah. So they did make some changes along the way, especially in the 2017-18 season to keep the game moving along, especially when you get to the end of the half or end of the game. So that's all good. But, again, there's still this thing out there that says each team must call at least two timeouts per, per quarter. And I'm not so sure I like that. So Yeah. Well, 
why don't we run into your comments? Because I know that we're going to definitely jump in. Obviously, you're kind of leading into this, yeah. which I'm glad for. <laughs> um, but what are the big comments that stood out to you um, when we were talking about just the twenty sec or the t- two mandatory timeouts at the end of the game per game? Right. So there's a rule that says a team must use four of their six timeouts, and they must save at least one timeout for the fourth quarter. Um, if they don't, the referee will actually call a technical on the team. So oh, you, ha- wow. you cannot just burn all your timeouts right away in the first quarter or something like that. You have to save timeouts. And then really, again, like you said earlier in the in the podcast, it all has to do with TV, right? Mm-hmm. It has to do with TV. And I've been to games where you're watching the game, everything's fine, and suddenly play stops. Everyone yeah. just kind of stands around, and I'm like, what are they doing? And it's like, yeah. TV timeout, right? So those are that's kind of why we do have timeouts, and I'm sure you've you've told me um, before where before they used to televise games, and especially when there's no shot clock, right? Teams teams would just sit there and dribble the ball, and, yeah, for for twenty minutes. Yeah, before <laughs> there was a shot clock. Yeah, that one game I'm trying to remember it was like ten to twelve, and the team that won held the ball for like twelve minutes, right? In it, the last bit, it's yeah. like yeah, well that's ridiculous. But then one of the things that immediately came into my mind with this was, like, everyone knows Bird and Magic, right? Right. Well, one of the key parts of that story is the games used to be tape delayed. And Magic and Bird were kind of the main people that kind of turned this around. Right. Tape delayed means the game would be played and they tape it because they knew they were going to release the game, not live, but after, you know, 60 minutes or whatever was on before them. So sometimes you'd get a West Coast game at like 11 o'clock at night because no one wanted to watch NBA on TV yet. Right. So as basketball got more popular, these rules had to change. And obviously you had the timeout rule being one of the focal points of, we have this game, we need to make sure we're airing some ads. Right. So they made this rule basically as, finally we're on live TV, we're on live television, or we're picking up steam with these new TV contracts, especially with the new TV contract coming up here in a couple years. Um, which we've talked about before. It's big money coming. Huge money. Um, We wanted to have incentives, basically, to make sure that we're keeping rights to our contracts, that we're in fair game and upholding our contract, basically. Right. Um, So it feels weird that it's in the rule book because it's in the rule book for a very different reason. It's not there to aid the game. It's there to aid the game in TV presence. (laughs) So it kind of feels funny that it's here um, when you think about it in large terms, but... Yeah, it is one of the more bizarre rules in basketball, I would say. Do coaches push back a lot on this? Like, Not oh, that shoot, I, I got to call a timeout now? Or are they kind of like almost looking forward to that timeout time coming up? If I could be real, whenever I'm in the stadium watching a game, coaches just know it's coming. Oh, and I think okay. that's one of the weird things. Like, I remember sitting, I was younger at the time, and me and my brother were sitting, and my brother was really young. I would say middle school age. And so he's experiencing this all for the first time. Right. And all of a sudden, the game stops. I remember it's Russell Westbrook put up like 37 on the Wolves at the very end of the year. And we're like, okay, will he get 50? Mm-hmm. And the timeout gets called, and neither coach looked like they called it. And the ref just kind of points to one side. So the coaches just kind of expect it to come. Oh. So in one case, like if you and I are coaching, and I got my team over here, and you got your team over here, sometimes one coach will just be like, oh, I'll take this one, and then you've got to take the next one. So it's more of a courtesy. Like, I always think of this as kind of almost more in the lane of an unwritten rule of you're going to call a timeout, I'm going to call a timeout, you've got to call one, I've got to call one. Really? So, you know, who really cares who calls it? 
because we're going to have four stops in the play anyway. Interesting. So I think a lot of coaches don't own this as theirs. It's just kind of the game's timeout. It's the television's timeout. And now you have the term media timeout, right? Okay. So it's not like the Wolves or the Jazz or whoever might be there. It's the media's timeout. The media's saying, let's take a break. So they're starting to get more direct about the phrasing with it, which I think helps clears it up, especially when you're at the game. Because they'll now announce media timeout, right? Okay. And they'll take a moment. I didn't know that was a thing now. Okay. (laughs) All right. Wow. Okay. So, and I've always wondered, like, when they do have these timeouts, I mean, is it, I I know it's a forced timeout. You have to take a timeout at a certain time of the game. But for a team that's on a roll, it's like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Is, Is that... Or is that really not a big Yeah, deal? I, I think that they always try. I mean, it's not like like in the two-minute warning in football, you know how they stop it regardless right. of where you are. Yeah. Um, in basketball, they wait for the ball to either go out of play or for something to happen, right? Okay. They're not going to cut it right at 245. They're going to be like, okay, okay, let's let the game breathe, and the ball's going to have to be taken out at some point. And then a coach can so, call a timeout. So the next dead ball is... Exactly, okay. yeah. Or a coach will call a timeout because hmm. the nice thing that's kind of cool about this rule too is it's kind of a rule in disguise where more timeouts are called in like the last five minutes of a game than any other point of a game Mm -hmm. so why don't we throw this rule in when we know naturally there's probably going to be two timeouts called anyway anyway so you're kind of making it purposefully valuable to people right and then calling it another thing so yeah i mean it's there's a lot to say here but yeah with basketball it's a game of flow I think that this is actually one of the things they've landed the plane very well on is making sure that that last little bit of the game is done well. Um, people are going to come back and read right. that because of flopping and other things yes. like for play. Yeah. But at least we're talking about that and not timeouts. Like, right. can you imagine us calling oh. talking about timeouts? Yeah. But reviews, player flopping, you know, those are the two big things that are killers of games at the end. And no one's ever said timeouts, which is kind of cool, actually, yeah. when you think about it. Yeah, now that I think about it, you don't really hear this discussed a lot like, oh, that team had to call the timeout and they didn't want to or yeah. anything like that. It's, it just kind of is what it is now. People accept it. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. But the history is really interesting of how it came to be. Yeah. And I do remember when I used to watch games back in the 70s and 80s having the 22nd timeout or the full timeout, <laughs> and I never understood that. But That's okay. so funny. I, I completely forgot that those yeah. were gone. Um, but, yeah, they are kind of crazy to think about yeah. like i think they're still in college aren't they the 22nd timeout? i think so too um, but we'll have but, to do yeah. one on co- the college separately because college yeah. timeouts like i think of chris weber i right. think of all of these different rules yes the timeout oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> but yeah who would have thought yeah so something okay. like this could come to be well while we kind of bring this home do you want to say your thoughts on good rule bad rule dumb rule where are you at um well i was going to say dumb rule but you know i think it kind of all makes sense so i think it's good awesome it's good to have these timeouts and not not super thrilled with the mandatory ones that you have to take i I think it's better if a team can take them anytime they want but i sort of get it and yeah it doesn't seem to be an issue with teams so i think this is a really weird rule i'm gonna kind of go outside the line here i think it's it's I guess, you know what, I'll zag. I'll say it's dumb. I think it's actually not needed. Okay. I think you're calling timeouts at the end of a game when they're naturally going to be called anyway, right. and you set them up as mandatory. Yeah. Um, but this is a TV rule. This is not a basketball rule. And right. I think it's odd how they categorize it. But you know what? Hey, like this is where sports are. Like yeah. We love basketball. It's a really heavily consumed sport. It's a big three right now in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So they're going to have to make rules to kind of affiliate it with being a world game. And that includes TV timeouts for commercials. Yes. So I think it's I think it can be a little bit dumb, um, but I also understand why there's guidelines on it. Yeah, and I'd, I'd, I should have looked into this, but the International League, like, do they do you know if they have something like this or I'm sure they do because they're starting to televise their game like uh, okay. we were looking at the Euro League mm-hmm. like those are serious players over there right um I bet they do differentiate because of how television works between countries so for example if you're in Greece and Bayern Munich comes to town from Germany like how TV airs is going to be very different but I guess because it's a league they have an agreement okay so they must have a shared rule like this too sure sure um but yeah, it would be interesting to compare the basketball over there. I will say when I watched um, Tel Aviv play a long time ago, they don't break that first quarter much, at least from what I remember. Huh? I will say I was yeah. there when it happened. Right. Um, but they don't break it. So you're watching like 25, 30 continuous minutes of basketball, and it was just always explained to me, well, because soccer is 45 minutes of no commercials, big, long commercial, 45 minutes of no commercials, and then we end. Okay. So it's more to satisfy the viewing audience right. of what they're used to. Right. So I'm sure there probably is a place, you know, from China to Ukraine had a league. Yeah. Europe has, it's a giant league, and then local leagues as well. Um, depending on who's watching, they probably have their own set of rules to fit where it's being shown. To fit where the TV comes in, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, interesting. You might spawn off other thoughts here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, any parting thoughts before we head out? No, that's it. Awesome, well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another Dumb Rule. Dumb Rule.